what I say, you know, what I say now to take that away is, um, I'll tell people to like unplug. I was like, it's. I'm sure it's plugged in, but let's unplug it and replug it. Uh, mm, there you go. That 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 way they're not embarrassed. Right. They, yeah. Yeah. When they yeah replug it in. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. There might be a snag on the connection or something. So let's uh, <laughs> let's just reset that connection and and then what? Oh, it works now. <laughs> it's very very diplomatic of you. Yeah, I'll do my best. Hey, Joey, will you move your head a little bit, right? Like, slide? Yeah. Or... It's what? freaking me out, man. <laughs> I moved, like, eight inches. And it's fine. Now, All with right. your head right there. Well, no, it's actually, no, keep leaning lean, lean yeah. the other way. <laughs> I'm not what? wrong. You guys know I'm right. It's weird. Why do you want to see that? You want to see that one specific book behind his head? No, what my my problem is is that it's books on the other side of the the uh, wall, and I didn't ever see those before. It was I could see the books on either side of his head, and just don't approve books. of those particular books. Well, no, but it's the back side of books, and it's just it's more distracting. It's more depth behind his head. I, I like seeing the the red and the, the I don't know whatever. Fucking move your head, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know which way. Now go right. Just scoot right. A little bit more. That's what she said. Just a little bit more. Podcast gold. Just a a wee bit more, and it will be right there. You know what? You're not even trying, Joey. You know what? I feel like you never try. I feel like you need to work something out before (laughs) our shows. Just move over like an inch the other direction. Apparently that oh, there, the, wi- the wicker chair that you Perfect. got him, just didn't do it for the ninth anniversary. Apparently he's, poking he's him in the upset. back or something. Yeah. No, it's perfect now. Hey, look, okay. some, sometimes I wake up to your wicker chair and I'm not interested, is all I'm saying. Okay. okay. Oh, boy. All right. I hope you got another haiku ready. I do. I've, I've got more if you want. For days. I'm pre-haikuing. Uh, we haven't done a second sync yet, have we? No. I don't think we have. On this podcast, gold. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbelievable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode three. No, this is episode 568. Somebody from Minneapolis. Okay, okay Joey, Joey, did you just pull out like an old version of what we used to do? Like, are, or like, are you just that lazy that you just like didn't like you didn't? You didn't update it, or did you misread three for five? 
Uh, I misread three. There, there may have been some temporary time travel just for, you know, a, a moment, but I looked at the five and I said three. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm happy to jump right on you. Would that I were 200 episodes younger. Yes. <laughs> but this is episode five, 68. Company from Indianapolis. Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss Miles Turner's uh, pending trade, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, plus, we'll have uh, some stat of the week's stats of the week and undegoogables. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor. Jason Tripler. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to... I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. Shout, <laughs> Shout out to out. the NFL playoffs. They're happening. We Championship go. weekend. Woot. From Moorhead City, North Carolina. He's a in-house bartender. Mix up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Undebeatables? What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Joey? <laughs> Shout out. Apparently no longer an Undebeatable. <laughs> no. No, no, he knows what, he's knows what he, he knows what he did. <laughs> I'm also part of, not part of Undebeatable Nation, or Undebeated Nation. Uh... Moving on from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, shout out Nets assistant coach David Vanderpool. Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip on this one last week, but uh, he was good enough to uh, disrupt a pass from the bench uh, in the fourth quarter of the uh, Wizards-Nets game, which the Wizards ended up losing by one. They were not so happy. Mm. So, uh, Harper, let me ask you a question. Is that against the rules? I, th- I think I think so. Okay. It's not right. He was not wearing a uniform. I think that was the main problem. Right, was right, right, right. he an assistant coach for Jason Kidd at some point? Mm. I or... feel like. <laughs> Did he come up with the, the uh, coke spilling scheme as well? <laughs> that's right. Or that's where he got trained, you know? You never know. Not good. He caught a uh, $10,000... Fine. Uh, the Nets caught a twenty-five thousand dollar fine. Uh, yeah, it was just bizarre. I, mean, I don't know. If it wins you, if it wins you a game, that's that totally cheap. seems worth it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every time. Yeah. What do you pay for a game? What do yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay the refs at least three times that. <laughs> right. You're in thirty-five hundred in fees. Come on. No big deal. Yeah. That was a good investment. Well done. Uh, before we get into the show and discuss Miles Turner's uh, uh, upcoming trade, um, I'd like to remind you that you can support us uh, anytime you'd like over uh, at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, join our community over there and uh, help, help support us. Um, thank you to everyone who's done that so far. Um, get You can get uh, access to our Slack community. You can... Uh, get a koozie 
shipped out to you. Uh, multiple koozies shipped out to you, more likely. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatables. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Joey. Uh huh. Um, we're gonna What's play up? the jing- we're gonna play the jingle now. Okay. Because I've got another haiku. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Harper loves the real uh, high energy uh, happy ones. So <laughs> this is about the Pacers season up to now. Frog in tepid pot, warming to reality. Soon to be a boil. Mm. Mm. See, it, it it sounds positive in some ways because it's because things are coming to a boil. But that's yeah, bad but news for the that's frog. That's bad news yeah. for the frog. It's still dark. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season is we're we, we get these little moments where things make me feel better, but we're it's a tepid water as we slowly boil alive. This is not. I thought that was a. I thought that was like a Mark Boyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like super clever. <laughs> I am not that clever. I would have said, I would have said soon to be Mark Boyle instead of a Boyle. Right. Uh, also, uh, Google it. A Boyle's a word. All right. Don't judge me. Hmm. What did all you right. have a fight with the? Uh... Uh, spelling bee app or something. I did. I, I totally to did. I totally <laughs> did. I totally did. Tried to put a boil in, and it was like that's not a word. And I'm like, mm. f you, it is. And I googled, and it was. <laughs> Gotta so be a boil. Google said yes. The dictionary said no, and you went with Google. No, 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 no. You went with whoever validated his thoughts. The, the failing New York, New York Times, Times app. Yeah, the, the failing, failing New York, New York Times, Times app said it wasn't a word. The dictionary online said it was a word. And so I used it in a haiku because I'm awesome. To 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 show up those New York Times liberal pricks. Elites. Elites. Screw those guys. Shout out Grey Lake. Cool. <laughs> so... So Colson, the the, the uh, who's the frog in this one? Um, <laughs> I think Pacer Nation or okay. the, no, the Pacer team. I think the Pacer team. Okay. All right. So the Pacer team is the frog. They're slowly getting boiled. Um, By and inconsistency. I don't know. Okay. Um, but so the way to you're saying that the way to turn down the heat. Is to trade Miles Turner. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I have not said that, and I'm going to fight anybody who said that. <laughs> Harper, uh, last show. Um, also, Harper, did you bring your uh, fighting your fighting gloves? Uh, I mean, I just need you to stand behind him, and I'm going to push him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are what do fighting gloves look like, Joey? I mean, they're boxing you know. gloves. Yeah, boxing gloves. It, that's if you're going that style. Uh, you can just put some tape around your knuckles. Sure. Uh, go I was going knuckles. with I was going with gauntlets. Mm-hmm. Gauntlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I don't know. It's like it a, depends on a white glove to slap somebody with. Sure. Challenging to go. a duel. Sure. Yeah. I like all of these. These are all good. Then we'd have um, to meet at a specific time after you slap me. That. And Colson's not good with time. Exactly. I'll I'll be like five minutes late and you'll have already dueled yourself or something. Which is what I usually tell the lady to do. (laughs) 
Is that what the kids call it these days? Dueling yourself? <laughs> Harper, you... Last show, you, you made it sound like you were relatively certain that uh, Miles Turner would not see the floor again in a Pacers uniform. Do you still stand by that? And if you do, R.I.P. Colson. <laughs> yeah i do i mean it's been a very confusing season to be sure the the first glimpse of hope that that i've seen out of this team came last week you know without miles turner um mm. we know that he struggled with his role um including publicly this year um and that's just not a great fit um it doesn't seem like he's a piece that that's going to be able to survive as we kind of pivot to rebuild mode here. While we might not be, you know, overtly tanking in the 76ers sense where we just, you know, don't play basketball. We may, we may do a lot to, to try and build up the talent that we have. It is, it is time to, to commit to, you know, developing our young guys, Isaiah Jackson and, finding out what else we have on this roster. So I think he is the piece to go. Seems like the most likely. Do you think you get value back for, for him? What do you get back? No. Okay. Probably. So we're just moving him to move him just to, uh, to do something to appease the fan base to, to this team is broken uh, is my theory. Throw some chum to the sharks in the water or whatever. Just to... we need draft picks. Okay. And Are we going to get I a first-round draft pick for him? No, not for him. You don't think? Somebody would, right? I mean, Even if it's a late one. Okay, fair enough. I mean, if he's not, if if, if his going, if his his value in the NBA is a second-round draft pick, then that tells you what the league thinks of Miles Turner. Hmm. Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is because he's injured, like right now, like so he's the leading shot blocker in the league. Right. There are a lot of teams that could use him. There's a lot of teams that think they have a chance at the finals and they'd love to pick him off. But right now he's injured. We don't know when he's coming back. Um, I feel like that number goes down and maybe you you can get a prospect maybe that they've already decided they don't like whatever team that is, you know, and maybe you think you can save a reclamation project. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or a second round pick and something like I. I as long as Miles Turner can't jump out of the gym and block all the shots uh, the day you start him, like they're probably going to pay you less for it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, to be sure, you know, the stress reaction foot injury to big man stuff is always a little scary. It's likely that he's going to miss, you know, 20 games is sort of the going rate for a stress reaction. Uh, but it is a good thing, you know, that they caught it early before it became, you know, a stress fracture or something more, uh, you know, persistent. But this team, this team needs to make moves. And no, at this point, I, I, if you're I, not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. Well, okay. I mean, I, Miles Turner definitely talked to the press. He also talked to the press recently about, you know, I mean, uh, in, in the uh, games we won and he wasn't playing, you know, um, trying to be a good. He seemed like he, he was still invested, but he did talk openly about being traded and what that means for him, what that looks like. Um I, I think he probably, uh, most of everyone, has assumes his foot is out the door. Um, but, well, I mean, he's, can, been, he's been living with, under this reality for the past three yeah. or four years, right? Three or like, four this years, is just for sure. who he is, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, last week we had a conversation about why the heck we watch this team, and one of the things I said was I was interested in sort of how these guys manage uh, themselves under these expectations. And one of the interesting things uh, that came out in a sideline report from Jeremiah Johnson was how during the the Golden State game, uh, I guess it was, Carlisle commented afterwards about how proud he was of how the starters, who none of which played in that game, but how engaged they were in like helping the young guys get better and, and stuff like that. I mean, he didn't call out Miles Turner specifically in that commentary, but I just thought it was interesting that these guys are still, you know, I, I think he's been one of the best. Willing to help uh, out, I guess. Yeah, right? teammates, because he's been injured off and on and, 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 and been played in and out of rotation since he's been here. And I think he's always been a good teammate. He's the guy that's cheering and stuff. True, but I just don't see a fit with the consistency that he's shown, right? Or lack thereof, especially lack on the of offensive. Thereof. Yeah, and, right. you know, we, we've got, what, this DPOY guy on our team and we give up 109 points a game on the season. Like, it's, it's just not working. And it doesn't seem like he's built himself into, you know, a, a leadership role on this team. And certainly he's not the only one to blame in that category, right? I mean, there's certainly plenty of blame to go around why this team has not performed better this season. Uh, but I think you do need to commit to looking to the future here, building something around Sabonis that is going to work because uh, he is the guy. Well, you, you've you've said it before, like, you know, a team builds itself around leadership. And this, I mean, you know, Miles Turner has been here the longest. He's the longest uh, tenured pacer, right? He's had every opportunity to take the reins of this franchise and be this leader. He's not that guy. So... If you're willing to have a guy on your team that's well-paid and potentially your defensive anchor not be your best player, then that's one thing. But if you've invested as a franchise to say, this is the guy that's going to lead us and given him every opportunity to do it and he hasn't done it, then it's probably time to move on. I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, if you're the longest running anything associated with the Pacers, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a quality uh, individual or that it's the right fit necessarily. Right. You know, be it a center, be it a podcast, whatever. You know. <laughs> Shots fired. I can hear you, dude. <laughs> oh, that was a complete thought. Okay, yeah, just 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 shooting all fire at me. No, see no, what's going no. on. Yeah, here. no. It basically his only job was to 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 make us all feel bad. Oh yeah, I just done. I just had a joke. That was it. I didn't really have a, I didn't have a counterpoint. A point. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you don't, I feel like if you don't get a, a decent first round pick, I feel like you just wait. I don't know. I mean, if they're, I, I feel like if you don't get something good back, there's no reason. I mean, they're not. There's no reason to do it now. You know, I feel like you you wait till next, you know, off season or whatever. Um, I mean, unless you can get something good now, I don't, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think there's a reason to just get rid of him. I mean, if they're, I mean, is he going to get more value, more valuable as he gets closer to the end of his contract? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is you need to go where you get the most value. Um, I, I don't, I mean, if you can't get a first round pick, I mean, there's not much else you can, you know, but if, there's no, not I like think- a, you can get a first round pick for Sabonis and some young talent. Like they, 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 they this guy's an all star player on a uh, you know a long term really reasonable deal. It's below twenty million dollars, which in this NBA is pretty inexpensive. Um, you can get a first round draft pick out of that guy you want. 
But are you going to get that out of the Karis LeVert? I don't know. You know, like, um, I think he's worth something. But, like, is he worth a first-round draft pick to other teams? I don't think so. Probably not. And either is Miles Turner's probably. Because this is the world we live in now. Yeah, and I mean, who's the market that's trading for him at this point, right? Like, it's got to be somebody that thinks they're ready to make a leap or challenge for a title. And, you know, you look at the contenders in the East and the West, and I don't know, the only name that, or only team that sort of jumps out is Dallas. Dallas could definitely use a rim defender, but I don't know what pieces they have, like, I mean, would they give up arguably Porzingis? not? <laughs> like, I, I mean, probably right. Or even if they keep Porzingis, that. I don't know if there's a great fit there. But I mean, they do need the rim protection, and they're happy to you know not get a lot of production out of their five. And that's where I hope he ends up. I hope we can turn that into something because he's a you know a Texas native, and I'm sure that he would sure, love to be play great Dallas. For him and, yeah, that'd be a great course. ending for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other teams are going to be very active at the trade deadline, certainly the Knicks, because they're in the same boat as us, having underachieved wildly and have tons and tons of pieces that they can move. Portland oh, Trailblazers are certainly in the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, there may be something with the Celtics. I mean, there's lots of places that he could potentially go. I mean, again, I'll argue that if this guy, if we can't get a first round draft pick in return for this guy, then that's just his market, right? And we can wait for his contract to expire and get nothing next year but i don't think he's going to be more valuable as time goes on this would be the third year in the last four that he's led the league in block shots if he can you know manage all the the uh, games that counts to you know um get the attribution for that but i i don't understand how a guy who's leading the league in 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 block shots who can hit a three-pointer and just because we as a franchise are misusing doesn't mean that he's not worth more to another team than it would be to us. How are we know? misusing him? Look, I, I just feel like there's a way to get him more involved offensively. There's a way to more engage him uh, on rebounds. Like, look, he loves blocking shots, but there's got to be a way to make this man more engaged than he is. And he's supposed to be our franchise, and it's not happened. Maybe he's, he can't he's be engaged. Definitely not our franchise. Well, I mean, there were a couple of years where we thought that was the case. We've talked about it on this pod. This we we thought about how we wished that could be a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, we did. we did. And that has not been a thing. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, I, I mean, are we even a better defensive team when he's on the floor, like, per 100? I'm not even sure that's the case at this point, right? Um, he doesn't play at the end of the games. Right. I mean, Sabonis... I mean, it's situational. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sabonis is certainly like a flawed, like he's not a perfect defensive big man by any stretch of the imagination, but he certainly guards the five position better than Miles Turner does. And by letting him play his, you know, natural position, um, I'd argue that, you know, we're, 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 doing, we're doing a better job by letting him, you know, flash offensively what he does best. Yeah, I mean, the, the question is, could you get a, a small ball for ish type player to play alongside Sabonis that can sad young be a, a weak side defender right <laughs> or a, Isaiah a Jackson. shot blocker at like Isaiah Jackson whatever 60 percent of the right exactly yeah efficiency that that Miles Turner is or whatever yeah on some level the activity of we, we you know we just watched the activity of Isaiah Jackson like I mean, he doesn't have the skill I mean, we watched Miles Turner since he's 
just came into the league. Like, um, he's got great instincts. It took him a long time. He's gotten better every season at blocking shots, but he was never as athletic as this kid is. You know. Yeah. I mean, again, I you know we're probably not going to be overwhelmed with the amount of talent that we get out of him, but he's just not a very versatile player, right? There's not a lot of teams that just want a guy who you know can't throw it down, right? He's not an alley oop guy. He's not proven that he can shoot the three, right? He's he basically shoot the three pretty well. I mean, if you look at his last few games where he was shooting twelve percent, <laughs> yeah. right? What's I mean, his overall season though on three pointers. Uh, he is down to 33%. Okay. And then it's about, what was that, league average? Uh, yeah, and 30. below his career average now after starting off really hot. I mean, part of the problem is that he's just right, really streaky. Again, he's just not been a consistent player for us. So, I mean, we're not going to get huge value in return for that piece. I would, you know, you'd hope that we could get a solid first rounder. But the you know the twin tower experiment that we've been running here is is not bearing fruit yeah i'm still upset by all of that because i still believe that it could have worked by more imaginative people i mean if, if rick carlisle can't get it done for you i i, I don't know what coach you need and yeah but, and the offensive genius of uh Bjorkren. i mean <laughs> Right. And 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 all steady Nettie Nate Nate McMillan. You thought if anybody could, his you know he's OS as it comes, right? Yeah, that one should have worked before uh, the rest of them should have. But it did. But he kept Demonis Sabonis on the bench the entire time he was here. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. I guess I'm just uh, too optimistic. I mean, I do wonder about Joey's point about like. Does his value, his value right now is lower, I think, than it would be in the offseason, right? So in terms of uh, return on investment, perhaps waiting until the offseason to trade is, is better. When, when, when your potential market for teams expands, you know, as people are reshaping their rosters and um, trying to build for the next season. I agree and, with that. And for him Sabonis. be he would be in an expiring deal. No, next year. Yeah, so. I get it, but I agree with that Sabonis. But like the thing is, is Miles Turner is almost a plug and play player, right? He's a shot blocker and three point shooter. Like you well, just right, throw but, him in. But 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 what I'm saying so is, there's like a team one team that is willing to to maybe do that, and who knows if they're even willing to do that? Like if you look at the real contenders, like Phoenix, Phoenix has. Hella big dudes. We just saw JaVale McGee grab all of the rebounds against us. We don't Bismack be on and that though. that's their like backup. <laughs> right, 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 right. So uh you look at, you know, Brooklyn. I guess Brooklyn could use a dude like this, but Yes, you know. they definitely could. LA could use the a Lake, guy like the, this. The Lakers may make some noise in that regard. Yeah. And probably not the Clippers, but But he would he I mean the Lakers, I don't think he improves Lakers, the Lakers have larger problems than they sure, just got to do stuff. And if, if AD is healthy, they got to do something. Then their rim defense is taken care of, right? Yeah, and that's but, the main thing. They're not winning anything unless AD is healthy. So. Right, but if he if he'd love to come back and play the four against another guy who also can block all the shots too. I mean, I don't yeah. know, and shoot threes. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I because mean, even the if big we... guys they have like a Dwight Howard, like they're just dunkers, right? If I mean, if we do retain him and he's got this like 
naggy foot thing, I mean, is he going to see the floor? And if we can't feel comfortable playing him because we're afraid of the injury, I mean, is that going to further hurt our locker room? <laughs> can, can you – how much how much more damage – how much further down can our locker room go? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, having a guy, you know – around who's like on the training, but it's just bad to have that kind of talk, right? It's bad to have that kind of media coverage. It's always bad. It was bad when, you know, and it's always been around miles and certainly hasn't been something that's helped him over the course of his career. Right. I mean, I know he's struggled, you know, with social media and all the other heat that he gets. It sucks. Right. Um, you know, I just don't, I I just feel like this whole twin tower experiment, it, it, it ain't working at all for us. And Sabonis is the much better player. It's probably time to move on. Just holding them in the wings until we do something just doesn't seem like a very wise decision to me. No, I mean, look, we, we've talked about this numerous times. Um, our starting lineup, our preferred starting lineup has never played to, with each other. Um, our starting lineup that was either with Karis Levert or with Justin Holiday. so you get uh, your Brogdon, your Levert, uh, your Miles Turner, and your Sabonis, They're, those are above 500 um, five-man roads. Um, but none of those guys are available all the time. We haven't been able to stay healthy. We haven't been able to figure it out. And, um, you know, that is a skill. Staying healthy is a skill. And that means we have guys that aren't, you know, able to stay on this team and be the words we need right now. So we got to make a change. Well, how, how is that a skill? Staying healthy? Yeah. It's definitely a skill. Like, I guess, like, staying away from Grayson Allen. I guess that, that's on Caruso, right? Yes. You <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Trailblazers might be interested. Maybe we can get some Anthony Simons. Hmm. Uh, I mean, we're not getting some uh, dime time. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they're, they can't wait to trade Damian Lillard for Miles Turner. <laughs> I was thinking for Demontis Sabonis. I I mean I don't want to trade Demontis Sabonis. I know, but do you want uh, Damian Lillard on your team? Very much, but they're not. I, I mean, I seriously doubt they're going to do that either. It's, I mean, you can get CJ McCollum for Demontis Sabonis. Nah, yeah. Right. I mean, no no offense to CJ McCollum, but he's no Dame Lillard. I think he'd accept that. That's uh, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's factually correct. He's literally not Dane Willard. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Demar Rosen either. Over under on when we're doing an emergency pod to talk about Miles Turner trade. Like, is this going to happen on the deadline? Basically, probably. Okay. I mean, that's when people are going to be the most busy, and there definitely are going to be teams. Or almost certainly are going to be teams active this year. So I think the closer right because it seems like it's wide open. Right, like there are a a cluster of contenders, and I can see any of them, especially with the right move at the deadline, positioning themselves to try to win a title. What about uh, Karis Levert? It's a guy that could super help a team. He's instant offense. He can score twenty points in a quarter. Um, Could we get some max value out of him? 
Maybe or Lance is this... score twenty and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Well, we don't know if Lance is still around, but we assume so. Um, I... First quarter, not a fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it feels like he seems to be a guy that you could maybe get some maximum value from teams that are trying to make a run that need another wing guard that can get their own buckets. Maybe even off the bench, you know. I don't think I don't think the contenders need starters, but they need an eight-man road. Um, yeah, I don't sense. know. I've, be, I've become more partial to Karis Levert over the last month. Kid I feel play. like since he like sort of got his legs back under him, and you know got right from that vertebrae injury or whatever, like he looks good. Like you put him in that ball handler role. And well, see, that's important though, Jason. I he mean, can he can distribute and right and score, right? We put him next to Malcolm Brogdon. Does that work? Yeah, I mean, you do a his turn, my turn kind of thing, like, or just don't worry about it because neither of them can stay healthy enough to be on the floor at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you made basically forty million Brutal. for like one position. Brutal. Yeah. Mm brutally honest it's brutally true is yeah. what that is i mean okay. M- malcolm has never been the, the the ball handler you know and playmaker at one that i was hoping that he would become uh, but karis has absolutely shown flashes of that yeah well brogdon he averaged like uh eight assists like a year ago or two years ago like i mean the guy the guy can definitely dish it off but he's not commanded the floor the way the way we thought about it right he's not He's I mean, he had flashes. Team. Like, like there were definitely flashes during, you know, last year and the year before when we were like, wow, this dude is just taking over games, you know? Like, he can do that offensively for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, he knows when he, to get his own? But he has 60 games a year or whatever and um, doesn't seem to be able to translate that into making other guys better the rest of the game you know what i mean which we've talked about ad nauseum so right, right, right. belabor right. the point you know i do think that probably during the off season we will be reevaluating everyone top to bottom based on this year so i mean you have to no like, one yeah no one no one is uh I mean, we're on pace to win 30 games, basically. So, And I'm, I'm starting to be a place where people don't want to trade for our injured players, and all of our guys are getting injured at the worst time, and that we're going to be stuck with all of our best players that don't play for the rest of the season, so we can't trade them. Um, need to get, they need to get injured at more opportune times. Thank you. For, thank for you, us. Joey. At least you Now that's a skill. Saying. But I would, I would like to um, let... Uh, keep giving these young guys minutes because this was a really fun week of basketball. Um, we won some games. Um, there was some some juice, some excitement. Well, you're gonna see it, and we'll be coming back soon. So. Okay, good. Let's do it. So you're gonna get loaded up on all your gummy bear and your uh, Sykes. Did we come up with a nickname for Sykes, or we decided we his name was awesome Sykes already? Sykes is pretty cool, right? So yeah, I think we did. What about uh, Isaiah Jackson? He's my new favorite pacer. Mm, I like that. Um, IJ. Mm, you have to explain that one to me. 
The old Idge. <laughs> Idge. Get him, Idge. Um, yeah. Step into the ledge. Uh, we can do something. We got there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you're gonna go on one of your patented. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, it might happen. Uh, free association games. <laughs> you're gonna end up with. I don't know. Bag of scones or something. Yeah. New M and M's. No, M and M's are in the news too. Are they? How did happen? Dare oh. they? <laughs> hey, he's making himself laugh so hard he can't hey, what's talk. going on? <laughs> Have you heard of uh, this? It's pretty good. No, no apparently, um, the the new M and M's are less, uh, like less sexy, Sex- like sexy. The, the animated ones for uh, Tucker okay. Carlson, and he's offended by this. That's... Tucker Carlson, the guy you go to for your sexometer. <laughs> So, so the over-sexualization of the M&M's has been canceled and Tucker yes. Carlson is upset? He yes. really yeah. likes his candy. Okay. So so there's two M&M's that are women. The brown one, and she's now, instead of wearing high heels, she's wearing, like, clogs. And the green one, instead of wearing high heels, is now wearing tennis shoes. And that is the only difference they made. Mm. And that is the desexualization of these characters. Yeah, that dude's super weird. So he's he finds them less sexy now. Yeah, because apparently so. high heels are the way it is for the hot ladies and the hot M and M's. For the hot M and M's. The hot candy. I think Tucker Carlson's first problem is that he found them sexy in the first place. <laughs> right. It's not a great sign. No. Uh, the fact that he I, has a take on this is a little problematic. Hey, look, I've never wanted to like start a radio beef with anybody, but let's go ahead and do it with Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I'm past. <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. I'll start a beef. Um, this week, start of the week, we're bringing it back to Indiana, and we want to talk about... <laughs> The uh, legendary, uh, it was a Guinness world record for uh, the world's longest shower, was held by IU student Dave Hoffman, set in 1972. Hmm. So, do you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but if it, can I get some, uh, I want to get some, some uh, guesses on, uh, at the time. Uh, longest shower in the world. Longest shower in the world. Yeah. Are we? T- wait. So we're saying time-wise, how long yes. you stayed in the shower? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and the rule was you basically had to be getting hit by water continuously the entire time. Right. Yeah. No step. You can't out. like go to the other side of the tub or whatever. No. And in fact, in one of the interviews, he he he. <laughs> He made it clear where he did his business. It was in a bucket. It was uh, whoa? Why, why okay. didn't he just go down the drain? I don't. Know. I don't. Well, I think yeah, it was, he, it was oh, long enough. He business. had to do the other yeah. business. So yeah. we're talking a several day affair so here. So did he have? Did he have observers during this entire time? Yeah. So apparently he had to have somebody with him at all times. Oh my goodness! In the shower. This is a terrible. No, no, no. Life. Like in the could they could see <laughs> in him. the shower slash bathroom that he was now living yeah, exactly. in. Exactly. 
Through the transparent curtain, yeah. And they could give him food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like so he that. ate in there. He in fact, apparently he he got uh, they got sponsored by a local restaurant, so they were. Uh, they, bringing and the food from the they restaurant. Were wet, he, wet food is what they call uh, it. I mean, you know, he, he would not put the food under the water, I believe. But how do you do that? He's supposed to be under the water the whole time. Well, but like turn your back. Part of his body. Yeah, part of your body. You don't hey, have to. Like, every time you, I pull my hand in the shower, it's, it gets a little bit wet. Like if I try to bring your phone in, like it's a little bit wet. Like I, I'm assuming his ham sandwich got a little bit wet. That's I'm saying. Maybe I don't well, know. Sure. Yeah. yeah but. Maybe he was having curry. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, Jason. What's uh, what's your what's your pizza would be fine. I, yeah, I'm with Harper. I think this is a multi day affair. I'm gonna go uh, eighty seven hours. Okay, that's three. This over three days. That's three a long and a half shower. days. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I'm 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 uh, gonna up that and say three and a half weeks. Oh my lord! Three and a half weeks. Okay. Mm. Right. I'm going under that. Uh, I will give okay. a, a, a week. Seems like a nice round place to be at. Be 168. Okay. Well, Harper, you were super close. Uh, mm. It's 174 hours. Nice wow. work, Harper. So well done there. Um, without so, going over as well. No, without going over. Uh, so a couple things about this though. So one, uh, he he had his friends, you know, his dorm dorm buddies are in the uh, were helping him. They were bringing you know playing games, cards, and stuff like that. Um, they laminated also, cards. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Everybody's um, just pissed that all of their board games are getting wet. But there was some pushback. You know, there's there's certainly some waste in this. It's you know it's a lot of water. And uh, so oh. the university, I'm gonna I, I like this. Uh, what a quote from the article. Uh, a few notes from the university asked Hoffman to cover the water costs originally pegged at $120. He did not. <laughs> the number was eventually reduced to a more reasonable, reasonable $35, which he also did not pay. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. So the record stood until 1985, until Kevin Catfish McCarthy... Uh, spent 341 hours, oh my God. which is two weeks in a Buffalo State College shower. It's wonderful that these are very big college students. Of yes. course they are. Yeah. yeah. So. Because they have nothing else to do. Apparently not. Yes. While their parents pay $35,000 a year. <laughs> well, this was 1972. It was like $84. Yeah. Okay. And they stand in the shower. Right. So shout out to <laughs> so is that records. the current so the current record is still three hundred forty one whatever uh, you know what I didn't uh, I should double check the oh because uh, I could do this tomorrow I, I mean, mean I'm ready technically to go. no you could do it three weeks from now right <laughs> so I'll do next week's podcast will be from a shower that's how I'll stay in this zero <laughs> percent chance of electrocution next week tune in it'll be fine it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I'm not seeing any newer than the 341. Yeah. I can totally break yeah. this. I'm right. totally According excited. to showerdoc.com. Why <laughs> 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 does that exist? Oh. Yeah. And the, and the fastest shower ever 
Ooh. 33.18 seconds. How do you define that? Yeah, I think you have to wash your naughty bits and then get out. What if your bits aren't that naughty? What no, because right? otherwise you could jump into a shower and jump out. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, there I mean, must that's be some requirement. He said 33 seconds. There's got to be something going on there. Colson, I need you to set both of these records. <laughs> mm. All right. I, I'm definitely doing the longest one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one I that you're most interested in is the most people showering simultaneously. Oh. Would you like to wager a guess at how many people were able to shower simultaneously? I'm going to go uh, with 12 and a half people. 12 and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. What is this, Vegas? No, get out of here. I'm going to say, uh, well, I guess, well, I don't know how you define that. I mean, you could put a, you could take a hose and uh, spray a crowd. Does that make a shower? I'm, I'm, no, I'm, say, put, I'm putting him in a shower stall. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 174. Whoa. I'm going to go in like in the, the like, 53. 396. Whoa! Oh. What's that even counting? They just put a bunch of people in like uh, the Mississippi River and just, yeah, down No, Irish Springs uh-huh. broke the record in Dover, Delaware by building a huge shower for all the people. Mm. Okay. Clearly as a publicity stunt, which... Uh, Corporate America wins again. Happened at Firefly <laughs> Music Festival. Big soap. Big soap. <laughs> Can't beat them. Screws everything up. Makes everything too clean. They run everything. That's right. All right. Well, I hope you guys learned something there. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Uh, all right. Colson, I need an under Google in my life. Do you have anything for me today that I can answer for you? I do. Um, I've got a long list right now, but the one that's most pressing to me um, that, you know, if I don't get answered soon enough, is going to start to freak me out. I want to talk about seedless fruits. Okay. I want to talk about how they exist. My understanding of fruits is that they have seeds, and that's how they produce other fruits. <laughs> and so if I am getting, like, a grape, right, where I'm eating my grape, and it's got no seeds in it, then how is it reproducing? Um, also, how are you making something that can't reproduce? Seedless fruits, why do they exist? How do they make this happen? So, the, the answer to your first question, why, is because seeds are annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's why. And, so and, and also don't money. don't like to eat them? And money, yes. Well, well, what, money. Why do you mean money? Well, because they what? suck. I, I don't want them in my food. I'll pay more to not have them in my food. It's more, okay. yeah. You can sell multiple products, right? Yeah. Okay, and then I don't. My knowledge of plant reproduction is not where it used to be, but I think the idea is that you create a cross between two parent plants. 
that have seeds, but their progeny do not have seeds. And so you... But how do you know? Experimentation. Yeah. I mean, luckily, plants don't take 90 years to go through a life cycle like we do, right? It happens relatively quickly, so... So you say you could have two uh, plants have sex and give you a seedless thing, mm-hmm. but that seedless thing can't have sex. I Correct. mean, it can. Uh, you know, <laughs> it just can't have it can't have fruit it can have babies. babies. It can have sex. It can't have babies. It can have a very pleasurable <laughs> sexual life, but it yes. can't have babies. Fair very right. fulfilling. Right. Exactly. I, I all see the all of the pollen. We, we support yeah. you. Yeah. But but uh, so what you're saying is that the 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 boy they girl pollen anywhere the boy, they want boy tree and the girl tree I don't know whatever have sex and they have a a, a, a genderless over here. Uh, sexless baby no seeds no seeds now do you just keep making those those mommy and daddy trees having sex over and over again or do you have like the sexless like Actually, you can't because once the berry is out there without a like a, a sex organ, is it this can't a have metaphor? Sex. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happens when the, the 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 boy tree and the and the the girl tree die? Well, so these they days go to, you would they go just to do, you would you would genetically engineer your 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 F zero generation, so the parent generation to produce how would this work yeah, to produce offspring that d- were not seed bearing right and so do you have to, okay so okay this is a weird question but do you have to find like the smallest seed grapes on either side of the male and female thing and be like oh yeah they produce small seed grapes and connect them and keep getting smaller and smaller seed I mean, probably that's grapes. how it started. Yeah, is I mean, that's sort of the the nature of how we work of evolution. crop breeding, right? right. Is you're going to cross different crops with with properties that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you said crossbreeding, and I said evolution. So is that different? Well, so crossbreeding is probably. I mean. I guess it's not an accelerated ver- version of evolution, but it's it's guided um, uh, trait it's, preference. It's it's breeding. It's like dogs. Dogs yeah, aren't really evolving. Exactly. We just force their breeding habits, right? Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yep. Okay, so so yeah, I guess you would take if you like if you want a smaller dog, you take two small dogs, and have them enjoy each other. You get a smaller <laughs> dog, right? Yeah. So the same thing with the the plants. Like, hey, you have smaller seeds. Let's have you guys keep having sex. I mean, these days we're probably right. talking about full blown genetic engineering, aren't we? We're just going in there and splicing stuff up. That's what my guess would be. Is that at this point, like the way like Monsanto makes like the the Roundup Ready um, corn or whatever, but that corn cannot propagate itself, and that's the whole trick. Because Monsanto has you come the- by the stuff every year right, right. so that's but how what they are they money. getting that from active plants somewhere right or they're just genetically creating it in a lab i mean both right like you need the actual plants but you have genetically engineered the plants to do what you want them to do to produce progeny that don't uh that are unable to replicate or whatever or okay so here's perfect. here would be another question so like a cutie are you familiar with a cutie mm-hmm 
It's like a tiny like a, orange. A, like at the club? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tiny orange. Okay. Now, Cutie doesn't have seeds. Orange has seeds. So do they create okay. a small orange without seeds? Yes. And that's why it's called a cutie? And they did that by just... It's called a cutie because somebody marketing thought it would be... Right. But what what I'm saying is they took a bunch of orange plants and was like, you don't have that many seeds. You don't have that many seeds either, baby. And they just all, like, you know, (laughs) fell in love and had babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the stork came or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are probably writing some fiction in dark (laughs) corners of the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to figure... I, yeah, yeah. No, really, this is this look, is the history really of agriculture, Colson. Is is okay. people see that helps crossing plants in order to okay. get uh, ones that bear larger fruit or fruits without seeds or fruit that we are actually re- is redder went or greener to college. Or Our college, my college roommate, married a gal whose family, great 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 grandfather or something, pioneered multi-eared corn. There used to be like one ear of corn per stalk, and that's not mm. enough. And then someone we need more than that. Someone bred, a, a you know a strain that would do more and got very rich. Right. I guess. I guess. And, I, and I'm with you. And I. I. And I, I appreciate that understanding of of how we've gotten to this place. It's a pretty mellow strain of corn, I think. But, but, I remember. <laughs> it's a good listen. But my. But my question is, if you stop having seeds, you can't replant that thing. Right. 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 So I, I see what you're saying. So, you so saying? for all of these other ones, eventually it all ones, dies out. Right. Yeah. So for all of these like, other I can ones, have you can make an inbred dog strain. Have sex with yeah. a you know, Doberman Pinscher, and that creates something different, right? But, like, now I've got seedless things. How do I keep them alive? You just need, yeah, yeah, you just need uh, clones of the seeds that you used originally, right? But were we able to do this before we could clone things, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, plants, probably. When's your first seedless cherry, you know? Do they make seedless cherries? Hell yeah, they do. Do they? Really? really? I didn't know that. I was also unaware of that. Apparently, I'm not in that tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> you know that the maraschino cherries just have the seeds already removed. Those aren't seedless <laughs> cherries. Oh, I just thought those were. I thought those were candy. I thought it was. That, I didn't think that was a cherry. It was just a candy. I mean, also, yeah, seedless so, grapes may not be a zero number of seeds, right? It's just an imperceptibly small amount of seeds, right? That's a good point, yeah. Which is what she said? I don't think she did. What he said? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He might have Your said doctor that. might have said that. <laughs> Before I started hey. warning. <laughs> hey, look. There's supposed to be some sort of HIPAA thing here that... <laughs> Make sure <laughs> you don't you share can... all my public information <laughs> between an enforcer and his patient. I don't think so. <laughs> if you can tell me what HIPAA stands for, <laughs> I'll observe. Um, it's something about a, a Hippocratic oath. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> From Hippocrates. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So it turns out most commercial fruit isn't grown from seed. What? Even fruits that still have seeds, yeah. like apples and cherries, are grown from cuttings because this guarantees oh, that the plant goodness. will be genetically identical to the parent plant from which they are oh, cloned. Jesus. 
So okay. very clever farmers. See this? You say grown from cuttings. What is it like? So you you can you, you can clip off part of a plant and then replant it. Right. So that's like, a graft. Is that like grafting on to another? Uh, tree or more, more more like cutting off part of a starfish and you know it grows that part back <laughs> mm. but no you can yeah you, you can take part of a, a plant and and it will you know you can get it mm-hmm. to grow from there you don't need the entire plant right so you can use some sunset called a clipping to replant that that plant uh, and it will grow to maturity plants just want to live Seedless mm-hmm. grapes were were originally a natural mutation that prevented the young seeds from maturing and developing a hard coat. And even seedless uh, varieties do sometimes produce small numbers of seeds. Fruits develop without fertilization or pollination triggers fruit development, but the ovules and embryos abort without producing mature seeds. Um... Yeah. Okay. Lacking seeds, um, fruits are generally propagated uh, vegetally from cuttings or grafting, like you said, Harper. <laughs> the seedless grape. I don't know. I don't know how reliable this is going to be, because it's from a for-profit company. It looks like, but the seedless grape is thought to date back to ancient Rome. And was first wow. introduced to the U.S. in the mid-1870s under the name Thompson, a Scottish immigrant who first cultivated it for raisin production. Uh, for seedless watermelons, um, they did sort of what our plan was. So, But the, the science of it is they, they have a normal watermelon plant that has... Uh, um, is diploid, so it has two sets of chromosomes... And then a, they cross it with a variety that has four sets of chromosomes. And so then they end up with a triploid one that has three sets of chromosomes that uh, are unable to um, mm. reproduce. And so they make seedless watermelons. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot about things that aren't able to reproduce. Now, the... It seems like these have been around forever because they happen naturally, but we've figured out how to make them artificially. So that's, yeah. And then we do that for profit. You're right, money. Yeah, and the, the grafting. I should have, yeah, we should have thought of grafting. We should have. That's like, like all the almonds basically in the world are just grafted onto a different type of tree stump or something like that. And then there's um, that like cool hybrid plant that like grows tomatoes on top and potatoes on the bottom or whatever. <laughs> it's supposed to like save the world at some point. Still, still waiting for that. No, it exists. Oh, it's a thing for the world to be saved. That's what. Oh yes, right. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to go through the apocalypse first. Okay, Herbert. cool. And then, yeah. and then we get the uh, tomato, tomato, potato, potato that everybody has to yell about. Because nobody yep. knows the answer just to what it's over called. over and over and over again. That's just now it's got a different level. Human history. Yeah. Tomato, oh, potato. Oh, uh, Jason, you're talking about the tomato plant. Yeah, the tomato. Yeah. Better than tomato, I think. Yes, better than tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Simpsons? Yes. But it's yes. so addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll take a crate or a carton, however they come. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Tom Tato. I love it. Uh, Colson, do you feel like we uh, we answered all your questions? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Okay. Great. It uh, ended at a Tom Tato, so. Sounds like a good party. <laughs> um, good. Well, I think that should probably wrap it up for this show. Uh, once we hit the Tom Tato. I think that's, uh, that's all we needed. We'll be back with you next week. Um, we're going to get... Uh, we'll be talking about uh, what what happened to Miles Turner and why he's in Insert City X. And we got Insert two first-round draft picks. Yay! Yeah! Um, hopefully. Well, hopefully, hopefully he just gets super healthy and wins DPOI on our team and then the Twin Tower uh, project will come out on, on top but we will see yeah and they end up being one and two on Pacers top 25 of all time yeah yo and we yo. just have all the rings it's right. great yeah. that's all I'm asking for uh, Colson would you be okay with with Reggie Miller getting pushed aside by these two I mean if they could if they could do what I want them to do then yes okay alright but that means implicitly that Lance is going to get dropped down a spot or two spots no Lance will go up it'll be fine if we win oh, a title okay. with him it'll be fine he'll move up he'll okay. also pass Reggie Miller apparently <laughs> I'm thinking Reggie Miller will be like third and then then Lance Oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, his Lance that. is already five. Yeah. Still? Yeah. I mean, right now, he scored 17 points last game. Look, watch, look, 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 look. Watching him, watching him play is so much fun. Like, I watched that game uh, against, uh, I don't know, it was the Lakers. He's just so active. Like, he didn't get a lot of, like, points or anything, but, like, I just really appreciate. I feel like everybody on the team is more like just aware of what's going to happen because they might get a like a basketball in their chest if they're not paying attention it's true yeah so he would have been good with uh brick mitts huh yeah that would have been fun huh? <laughs> i mean he had enough trouble with mark jackson so i don't think the yeah. lance is going to be more predictable there were there were some errant passes in that son's game <laughs> <laughs> the, oh yeah the no looks oh. no one was looking they weren't going great yeah there's a lot of yeah. upset stuff going on for sure but still love them take happens. the risk Bons see what happens alright team well we're gonna get out of here thanks for hanging out with us you can uh, chat us up on the social medias we are on twitter at undebeatables we're on facebook.com slash the undebeatables the website is theunabeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at theunabeatables.com. And uh, we've got a few Smedium t-shirts left on the website slash store. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sue Leonard. Turn out The party is a whole
that was beautiful. I don't know that it was, Joey. Yeah, it was something. I mean, I'm, it's just I'm just saying that you know you know that. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, helping me out with my singing confidence, Joey. <laughs> hey, Colson, I got some other records that you can go after here. Okay. Um. Uh, number uh, it's the longest time is spent sitting on the toilet. Oh boy, that's him writes written all over it. How long? Is yeah. That? Uh, let's see, 116 hours. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, my, my legs fall asleep after like 10 minutes. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Fastest time to unroll a toilet roll? Unravel a toilet roll? Mm-hmm. Okay. I can work on this. 9.8 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. With, one, with one hand. What? Can't do that. I don't know. Can't do that. That uh, seems impossible. I can do the shower thing. The shower thing is doable. I got both of yeah. those. 